Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. Very amazing preachers come from so far away, 18,000 kilometres away to be with us here today and uh, struggled through bush and jungles. <laughs> and my half Marie Kondo'd floor. <laughs> Does anybody, anybody know who's what, who Marie Kondo is? Yes, yes. Okay, so half of my half of my drawers have been Marie Kondoed. It's a it's a tidying up decluttering system, but to get to the decluttering part, you've got to first clutter. Um, so uh, we felt this year that um, God had given us a word. Are you going to start on me? Oh, I'm starting. Can I have my phone then, please? So Gideon's actually going to preach, but I wanted to share something that I feel that God has placed on our heart. Uh, I um, every year at the beginning of the year, I actually ask the Lord, Lord, what are you wanting to do this year, and what is it that you're wanting to say? And for me, the beginning of last year, God spoke really clearly. Um, he gave me the word consolidate, and uh, that might, you know, come to mind for a number of you. That uh, it was a year of consolidation, and uh, that meant for us to sort of be sort of looking at different areas, particularly in the life of the church, and just uh, bringing together some things. It meant some things stopping and some things being streamlined and just starting to get some better systems in place and some processes in place. But this year, I believe that God has said to me uh, personally, and I believe it's not only a word for our church, but I actually think it's a wider word um, for the community. And that's the first word that God gave me was advance. And advance uh, can be problematic sometimes, can't it? You know, things can trip us up and they can um, hold us back. And uh, God is wanting us to move forward and not let anything that would hinder us uh, get in the way. And in, in a way, I feel like God's wanting to Marie Kondo us. (laughs) <laughs> and declutter us and uh, get us working well, like a well-tuned engine. Um, and for us to advance, for some of us, that also means letting some things go. And some things that, uh, some things that uh, have kind of held us back, old unhealthy mindsets, unhealthy patterns in our lives. And God is wanting us to move forward um, God is wanting um, actually our community to advance as well. And we saw a, a, an amazing growth last year. Apparently it was, what is it, Gus? 34% growth up on last year. So um, that's really encouraging. We can be encouraged by that. Uh, that that's, a, that's a great amount of growth. But, you know, we don't want to just be wide. We also want to be deep. You know, so it's not just about how many people are here, but that we're actually growing, that we're actually moving forward, that we're actually going deeper and deeper into the things that God has for us. So there are things that we need to become unstuck from and things, uh, yeah, that need to be let go. Might be cutting loose from old habits and ways and breaking into the new. And two things, 
um, two scriptures or three scriptures God has given to me, and I'm going to share two of them uh, this morning. And one is in Ephesians 3.14. I'm going to read from the NIV version. <clears throat> so, if for this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and your inner being so that Christ may, may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And uh, the New King James Version, it says, talks about being rooted and grounded in love. But I really liked the word rooted and established in love because established uh, talks about something that's building something of permanency. It's something that is new. It's birthing something new. It's something that's um, divine. And in this verse where it's talking about the different dimensions of love, it's how high, how wide, how deep. Um, so that's a multifaceted thing. That's not something that is really shallow. It's something of substance. Um, that our roots may go down deep in the soil of his love. And Gideon's gonna share Psalm 1, which was the other verse that I had. And uh, the other verse that God really spoke to me about for this year was um, Jeremiah 33, 3. Now that's actually a really interesting verse for me because that was the first verse that God ever spoke to me audibly in my head <laughs> um, through just very, very, in the very, very early days of becoming a Christian. And God said, you know, go and get a Bible and look up Jeremiah 33, 3. And I was trying to figure out whether God was real. And I think, oh, I'm fighting this voice in my head. Is this voice my, my voice? And I didn't, I really didn't know my Bible to know what was in Jeremiah 33, 3. Wasn't, didn't know anything. And those of you who know that, is, um, that, that is uh, the verse which says, call to me and I will answer you and I'll tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. So there is amazing uh, mysteries that God is wanting us to ask Him about that we can't figure out on our own. And the areas that we can't figure out life's intricacies and complexities and the confusion sometimes that comes with life. He's saying to us to call, in order to advance, to call on Him and He wants to show us the things that we don't know yet. Um, God wants to establish His people and He wants to establish us in community. And that was the first word that God gave me. I believe that this year He's wanting us to establish community here uh, to a greater depth. And we're gonna do that in a number of ways. We're gonna look for different places where we can have connections through life groups, through Table of Eight. We've got a great connection point happening in November where we're gonna have a church camp Please get excited because it's going to be amazing. So we're going to go to Hamner for three nights because that's what you do on church camp. Uh, so now you have been told it's January. So if you need to be starting to put like $10 away a month, 
we're a week, <laughs> uh, to start saving to come on camp, please start doing that because we want everybody to be able to come. Uh, the other thing that God um, spoke about was establishing us in His Word, uh, in prayer and in worship and in authority and in healthy habits. Ooh. Uh, so they're just some of the themes that we're going to be picking up on throughout the year. And uh, that's going to be that's going to be a really interesting thing. Gideon's going to pick up on that. Um, the other thing that God keeps speaking to me, and I just I don't speak Maori, okay? Sorry for um, for my lack of ability in that area, but the word runanga kept coming to me. Does it, who are the Maori speakers today? Who can speak? Anybody? Nobody. Nobody. Where's Tiaki and Marie? All right. So. God's been speaking to me, uh, establishing runanga. And I'm going like, what's runanga? I had to look it up. And um, runanga is, uh, is a council or a tribal council, assembly, board, or boardroom. And the term can be used um, to discuss in an assembly. And I feel like God is going to be establishing runanga around the country to discuss what is ahead, as well as what we uh, what are the things preventing us from advancing? And they will aid in building community and establishing connection and authority. For the church in New Zealand, this will be important as we are faced with many issues that will create uncertainty and confusion in this coming year. And these councils will provide leadership and vision for the people and will come in many different shapes and sizes and locations around the country. And I particularly believe that God's going to be raising up runanga or hubs, uh, and particularly in the apostolic and the prophetic, um, but also other communities. So this year, it's a, it's, I see it as a season of birthing of new things, but there will also be a re-establishing of some ministries and organisations that have been of significance in the past, but have possibly lost some focus and uh, momentum. And with this, there's a strong sense of a passion uh, for passing the baton. So we're seeing this year, 2019, there's a number of ministries are having significant uh, anniversaries. And I really believe that throughout the country and throughout uh, our community too, that there's gonna be a sense of a passing of the baton into the next generations. And the next wave will come and impact in a fresh way. So being established is our theme for this year. How are you feeling about that? Why don't you just mention that to the person that you're sitting next to and just talk to them about what you might like to see yourself being established in, in one area of your life while Gideon comes up to take over from me. Being established, I, when Kath was talking about it, it really resonated with me because I've been thinking about these things too. And I thought, wow, it's so powerful, being established. And I love that scripture in Ephesians uh, that we talked about this morning. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with 
all Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, long, how deep the love of Christ is and to know that we'll be filled to the full measure of, of, of the fullness of God. It is so amazing. So Jesus wants us to, be, us to be established in him. He wants us to be rooted and to be established in him. I love both words a lot. Rooted means to establish deeply and firmly, to be embedded, to be fixed, to be implanted, entrenched, ingrained, ineradicably. Sorry, ineradicable. Everybody say ineradicable. Oh, you guys, it's my second language. That's why it's so easy for you guys. That's all. I'm like, yeah. and, uh, and, and I love the word established too. It says, it means to build and to install, to bring into being on a firm and stable basis, to bring about permanently, to fix unalterably, and to ordain for permanence. Isn't it wonderful? We've been ordained, anointed. We'll see in a lot of scriptures we're having today. Ordained for permanence to be established in him. Deeply, deeply rooted and established in Jesus Christ. Did you know that that word before I said ineradicable? That one. Do you know what it means? It means, what? It can't be removed. It's very good. But actually in the, in the dictionary it says unable to be destroyed. All removed. Well done. Unable. And so Christ is able to make us strong and to be established, immovable, so strong in our lives. I find it such a comfort, you know, in my life. I'm sure it's also a comfort in, in your life. And so I want to I be built up in Jesus permanently. I know I'm in Christ. When you mean you're a Christian, you are in Christ permanently, and that's awesome. But even in our soul, our thinking, you know, sometimes we can be so far away from God. Sometimes we do such stupid things in our lives that don't even resemble what is actually living inside of you, you know. It doesn't even resemble Christ in so many ways. So I want my life to be built on Jesus Christ. And um, it's a very strong word. Established is a very strong word, and I love this word. And I want, I don't know about you, but I want my life to really be rooted in Christ in a grave. To grow up in Christ in the most wonderful way and to reach the fullness of Christ that he has for the church, but also that he has for you and for me. It's not establishment on the basis of how good I am. It's not establishment how handsome I am. It's not established of how gifted I am. Not how much money I have in the bank. Not even how much passion I have. And I have a lot of passion for the Lord, you know. But it's not even based on that kind of stuff. It has to be based on Christ. Everything that we do, our lives, it has to be based on Christ. It has to be based on the finished work of Christ and what we see in the Scripture here, on the love of God and on the power of Christ, all these beautiful things, that His life is pulsating through our lives and that He does wonderful things through this mighty river that is behind your belly button, this mighty river that just brings life to your life. It brings life to my life and through your life brings life to other people's lives. Isn't it amazing? It's all about Jesus. Let me tell your neighbor, it's all about him. It's all about him. Man, that's what I want, how I want to start this year. I want 2019 to be all about him. Now, the thing is, though, of course, it's also about you. But you get, to, you know, you get to sit on the horse and enjoy the ride. You know what I mean? It's all about him. So talk, Paul talks two, two things here. I don't want to go too deep because we're just establishing the being established theme for the year. 
But the thing is, though, one of the things he talks about, two things he talks about. One is being established in his love. I pray it to be rooted and established in love. How wide, how deep, how wide. The love of God, I was at a father heart thing this last week, or this week actually, it was a father heart uh, A school uh, here in Christchurch. And of course, Vicky trusts him. There's a lot of father heart seminars here. Hopefully, do one this year. Um, and, and so the whole understanding of the father's love in our lives is number one. And Jesus, his love as our lover, as our bridegroom, it's number one or maybe number two, but anyway, it's both good, you know? It's amazing. The love of God, you know, that Paul talks about here, the love is so important in our lives that we are filled with the love of God, that we are surrounded by the love of God. I couldn't believe the song that you were singing here before about the surrounding with the love of God and actually all the different things that the words were going were so much part of the theme that I have. Saturated in the love of God, surrounded, anointed with His love. Love is everything so that we will be filled with the full measure of God. It's amazing. And so we keep on digging, right? We keep on letting the Holy Spirit show us this love of the Father, show us the love of Jesus, and Himself is also amazing, love. You know, Holy Spirit is also love. The Holy Spirit is God, actually. It's three and one, one and three, it's actually the same, you know? So, you know what I mean? Same and not the same, you know what I mean? But he's powerful in your life. He's full of love, full of love. And the amazing thing is that he is actually in you. Now, I know it's very simple. I get that. But sometimes we go through life, we get so busy, and the whole world and all the stuff kind of happens in life and difficulties, whatever goes on, right? But he's still in you. Why don't you say to yourself, he's still in me. Tell yourself, he's still in me. Tell your neighbor, he's still in you. Unless you're not a Christian, of course, then he's not in you. But he can be in you today, so I suggest that you know. You know. He's still in me. It's just amazing. And he loves me. He loves me in a way that I could never love myself. Why don't you say for a moment, Lord, thank you that you love me. You love me. Be aware of the love of God. Be aware who He is. And I pray that even this year that we will become more aware of the love of God in our lives. Be more aware of what He's done in our lives. More aware who He is as His character. That we can grow beautiful relationship of intimacy, you know. So foundational, isn't it? This whole thing. And then he talks about power. So I love it about the love because love is really foundational. It's very, it has to be love. But in the end, then power because he is the one that empowers you. So many times we think, and I'm included, that it's all about me. And I've got to make this thing happen. But you'll see through the scriptures that I'm going to, in a minute, show, show, show you here, like a parade of scriptures. Because the other thing Catherine talked about, and I'm, talk, I'm very passionate about, that we are actually established in the word. I actually love the Word of God. And we need to be established in the Word. Now, I love thematic preaching, and I sometimes do it, and it's all very good. But the thing is, though, there's authority in the Word of God. And so many Christians don't even know the Word of God. So it's important that we do it daily for ourselves. And our next week, I'll talk about the whole thing of habits, and it'll be powerful next week, by the way. And so um, bring some friends. But next week, I want to get into a bit more into this whole thing. But there we established habits that build our lives and that protect our lives and empower our lives in this way. But it's so wonderful. The power of God is, it says, And now to him who's able, verse 20, to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power. Everybody say his power. It is not your power. It's His power. Amen? 
Again, okay, don't, sometimes we think, oh, it's my power. No, it's not your power. It's his power. Sometimes you do amazing things. What well, is this amazing? He is empowering you. Come on, let's give glory and honor to the one who actually empowers us. It is his powers and not yours. But you have his power. Do you want more? It says here. Do you want the more? Well, it's in you. Because he is in you. Do you want immeasurably more? It says here. You can't even measure it. Well, he's in you. It's in him. See? Do you want unimaginably more? It says that. More than you can imagine or you can ask for. You want that? It's in him. And he is in you. Now, again, this year, you know, um, you can be enthusiastic in church. <laughs> I've not to take, you know, we didn't want to. We want a church that is full of people who are passionate for Jesus, right? Yeah. Now, I know that even in the worship time and stuff, I know that some of you just are very, very happy and very ecstatic on the inside. You can't see it on the outside. And I know some of you are like this. And I, I have to watch because I used to say everybody had to kind of, you know, and they don't. And it's fine. You worship in your own way. And if you have all the stuff going on on the inside, but it doesn't show at all on the outside, I understand because some of you are like that. But I suggest that when we are passionate about Jesus and when we love Jesus, that there is some emotion that, that sometimes that we actually express it. We express it to him. And sometimes when somebody talks here or you worship or whatever you do, why don't we just express it to the Lord? And you know it's so much more fun? Because otherwise it sometimes feels like a bit of a lecture. And it's not a Bible college. Now, so much it is, but it is not. We are a community. We are family together. And we love Jesus together. We're passionate about Jesus together. So I want to give you permission. Permission to be a bit crazy about the Lord and to be passionate about Him. And if I say something that's really awesome, you say, yes, preach it, I love it, or thank Jesus, or, you know, be excited. Because I tell you something, it is actually much more fun to be in church this way. Serious, it's more fun to be in church this way because you're just listening like this. You kind of like, and within you know a while, you're like, 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 like wobbling a little bit, and that music keeps going, you know, and, like, and then like this, you know, it can be like that. But the thing is, though, if I'm enthusiastic, you know, why don't you come with me? Why don't you come with me? Because when you come with me, it's like something like it happens, you know, sometimes things happen. That's enough of that power that's in you because the power that is work in us I tell you something it's almost it is so uh, I'm trying to find a word now um, offensive it's almost offensive to the Holy Spirit that you have this incredible resurrection power pulsating through your life and you can't even show it I mean what's that all about that, that doesn't sound like kingdom that sounds like Dutch, <laughs> or Scottish, or something. English? I don't know. There's no kingdom. How can we not honor this love? How can we not honor this joy? How can we not honor this peace? How can we not honor this life? How can we not honor the power that pulsates through our lives and gives us the strength every day to live our lives, whether we are aware of it or not? But I suggest what we do is actually become aware of it. I'll tell you why. Because if you're aware of it, you can use it more. Because he wants to use you more. But sometimes we think like, well, I don't know where power is coming from. The power is right in you right now. It's just you just tap into it. It's right there. 
And so I suggest together that we get established in the love of God, but also in the power of God to actually become more aware what we've been given and the authority that we've been given so we can change the lives around us. I told you before Christmas, somebody else died. My neighbor died. Now, he was on my list, the 111 card, to, to get to Christmas. And I thought, where are you? Actually, they went on a holiday. They went overseas. Now, overseas sounds like overseas. They went to the West Coast. Um, some of you went overseas, right? Over the way to the West Coast. And, and the thing is, though, he came back and I said, where is he? He died last night. I said, what happened? I don't know. They had a blood transfusion last week, he says, and maybe it was the wrong one. Something happened and he's dead. My neighbor, he was on my 111 card. I love the guy. I don't know if he's with Christ. I don't know what happened in the last moments. I shared with him. I brought him to Christ last year to a meeting here with Ben Williams. And I don't know what happened to him. You know? But the thing is, though, guys, life happens. Stuff happens. I don't know how long we have. But I suggest that we honor God with our lives when the time that we do have right now, and particularly some of the young people, that you run the race with passion and perseverance as you go for it. Make my life count. I don't have a boring life. Jesus never had a boring life. He's got an exciting life. He did good everywhere. Well, let's do good everywhere. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Anyway. It's his power. Sorry, it's not yours. It is his power. Because you died. Did you know that? You actually died. Galatians, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith. The Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That's the life we're living, right? Well, sometimes I feel like we're living the old life, you know, because come on. Passion translation, love this. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. Do you hear this? This is the word of God, people. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered. Everybody say empowered. By who? That's why it says there. By the faith of the Son of God. Isn't it amazing that your life is actually empowered by his faith? It's not even your faith because faith is even a gift of God. There's actually nothing that is yours. Not even faith is yours. It's awesome. It's all his. So let's acknowledge it and let's thank him for it and let's exercise it. That's what I suggest, you know, because it's all his. My life is empowered by the faith in the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. His life is being dispensed into your life all the time. It's already in there, but you know what I mean? Sometimes we're not aware of it. I want to build my life on union with him. And I suggest you do the same, that we build our lives on our union with Christ and get established in this life of God, established in this life of Christ. What about you? Do you want this? I want this. I'm going after it. Established and rooted in him. Like Catherine says, he is the one who's unshakable, all-powerful. He's never in a bad mood. He's always faithful. He's always powerful. He is always glorious. There's no shadow of anything in him. Come on, he's awesome. He's awesome. But he's not all, all somewhere there. 
and, and, and somehow works in our lives, which would be nice too, is he's awesome and looks after us like a daddy out there somewhere. That's awesome. But the amazing thing of the gospel that no other religion has is that he actually lives in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So the thing is, though, it's so powerful. And I want to, at, at the beginning of this year, it's not that special. I mean, not, most of you would know all this stuff. But the thing is, though, sometimes we're not aware of it. And we walk this life, and then all the stuff starts happening. And we don't feel powerful. And then we get all, all offended, and this, and that, and the other. And we start living this kind of natural life. And not by the, empowered by the Holy Spirit, you know. Because he wants, the other day, you know, I was really down. Something has happened. I thought, oh, this, this sucks, man. I'm a pastor. I should have a great life. The thing is, though, it sucks, this whole thing. I don't like this. I was actually really down. I said, what do I do? I said, yes, I know what I do. I preached a sermon last year from worry to, to worship. And I said, that's what I'll do. I'll worship. And I started to worship. Actually, I put uh, Izzy on, Izzy. And I said, this is worship. And so, honestly, after the third song, I was like so happy. It's all in me. It's just I get in my mind, in my emotions, I get kind of in this other stuff, you know, and I get this, this thing. And that's not the way to live our lives because we live our lives, and some of the words were said in here, I think, Bev or whatever, that we live our lives through the life of Him. And so He strengthens us. doesn't mean we have no problems. We see that. Sometimes we, 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 we roll our vans. Sometimes we, on purpose, roll our cars, like the men's event. Whatever we do, things happen in life. But in that life, what is our focus? Who is our focus? It has to be Jesus Christ. It has to be his strength. So he becomes the source of our life in everything. He is our rock. He is our joy. He is our peace. He is everything that we ever have. You know, people will let you down. Even your best friends will let you down. Your wife, your husband, they will let you down. Your kids will let you down. Even your mother or your father will let you down. Although they love you dearly. They let you down, but Jesus Christ will never let you down. He will always be faithful to you. Always in your life. And I can build my life on that. I can build my life on the solid rock. Kathy's going to talk a bit more about it tonight. Come back tonight. She's going to preach an awesome message tonight. Come on, give him some praise. Let, he's awesome. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise. You are so awesome, Lord. We give you praise, honor, and glory. For who you are, Lord, you are our rock, our savior, our strong tower. We build our lives on you. It's Corinthians 1.9. God never fails anyone. It is he who called you to belong to his son, Jesus Christ. Look in the passion. God is forever faithful and can be trusted to do this in you. Who's doing this in you? He is doing it in you. For he has invited you to co-share the life of his son, Jesus Christ, the anointed one, our king. God is faithful and he will be faithful in you. So we can trust him. We can really trust him that he is going to come through this year. He's not like we are. Moody. Sometimes he says, I don't want to do this today. I'm stuffed, stuff you. You know, well, he's not like that. He is always, always new. You know, his faithfulness always new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. It is new every morning, new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Always new. It's not never old. Nothing is old in God. Never. So we can build our lives on him because he is just blimmin' awesome. 
Isn't he? He is just absolutely awesome. He is faithful. Look at this scripture. Look at this. I told you you're going to get some scriptures, but I tell you there's power in scripture. Look at this, 1 Peter 5. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who imparts, this A&P here, who imparts his blessing and his favor to you, who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, will himself, look at this, will himself complete confirm, strengthen, and establish you and making you what you ought to be. Who is doing the making? It is Him. Now, do we cooperate? Absolutely we cooperate. If you don't cooperate, it's not going to happen. It's a tandem, isn't it? We're on a tandem bike, aren't we? But He is the one who empowers. He is the one who strengthens our lives. I love this in the Passion. And then after your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace who has called you to share in His eternal glory in Christ will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up. I don't know what else you want. I don't know what better scripture you want to have this whole theme of being established. What an incredible scripture. Don't you need this? I need this. Look at this, look at this. Look, The God of all loving grace who called us to share in his eternal glory in Christ will personally and powerfully, come on, say it together, will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Stop it. He'll make you stronger than ever. He is the one who's making you stronger. It's not you making yourself stronger. Yes, you can do workouts and you become stronger. I need to do some workouts still in the strength. Of, my upper body's not that strong. I've done pretty good at giving up sugar, so I've got a great little thing. Not, not you know. And, and that's good. But the thing is, my legs are very strong because I used to play soccer, you know. So I got very strong legs. Don't look at my legs. I see all you guys looking at my legs. Don't look at my legs. No, I was very strong legs, you know, because I played soccer. I was a striker. I was very fast, you know. So I'm, I'm strong. But here, I'm weak. I see my kids, you know, like this broad, you know. They got the shoulders from Catherine, like this big. <laughs> on the beach, honestly, on the beach, my son Fabius, like this man. Jonathan, this man. You know, David. This man and me, little thing here, you know, little hanging shoulders, you know. <laughs> you know? But yeah, of course I can get strong and I can work on my stuff. But the thing is, though, I want him to make me stronger. I want him to make me stronger in my life. In every part of my life, I want him to make me stronger. That I can love my wife better. I can love my kids better. I can love you better. I can do better. I can do step out in faith and take risks. I'm not talking about, uh, about risk. I'm not going to do it now. But man, honestly, these guys wanted me to jump off a rock and I did it. And it was like the most fearful thing. I'm still shaking. See? Honestly, in Takaka, honestly, it was so scary. I'll do it one time. I'll, 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 I'll show you the video. But that was blimmin' scary. That was so scary. But I did do it. I did do it. He will make you stronger. Look at this. And he will set you firmly in place and build you up. Build you up. Build you up. God's going to build you up. Come on, say to him, Lord, thank you that you're building me up. Lord, you are going to build me up. He will personally build you up. He will store you, establish you firmly in place. It's absolutely wonderful. So let's receive that promise of God. That's what he promises to do. That's, I suggest our task is then to receive this. Actually, what he says here too, verse 10 in the other one, he says, he is the God of all grace who imparts blessing and favor. It's not your blessing. It's his blessing. It's not your, it's his favor on your life. He gives us everything that we need. Isn't that beautiful? So you think it was you. Not bad. But no, it's not you. 
Yeah, he uses you. All the talents, all the money, everything that you have ultimately comes from him. It was God all along. He was the one who had some angels kind of to maneuver some things in place. He was setting up scheming and things behind the scenes somewhere before. He made some divine appointments. They used, how on earth is this possible? How on earth can you call this guy? When Cyrus was calling this guy, he was calling Craig here and the other Craig, no, Craig's last name. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. <laughs> Isn't he some guy? Some, now he's got a good body. <laughs> Daniel Craig, he comes out of the sea, you know. And this is some work out, you know. Anyway, Daniel, he called one Daniel, and, and he actually pushed the button, and he got the other Daniel who's going to help him. That's all divine. That's all Jesus. Now, he acknowledges Jesus. The thing is, though, there's so many things that God does in our lives. Oh, if we could know behind the scenes in the Spirit, if we could know what really goes on in our life around all time. You'll be absolutely amazed how he will complete, confirm, strengthen, establish you and make you what you ought to be. And I suggest that this year we surrender to this and we become more aware of it. So Lord, we surrender to your workings in my life. You're working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Working out, not for your salvation, out your salvation. He's working it out with you, for you. It's going to be absolutely amazing. But let's not underestimate his mighty power that works in our lives. Amen? Amen. I'm almost done. Colossians 2, because the most scripture, because it's good for scripture. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. What a powerful scripture. To walk in him, abounding in love and all this kind of stuff, but doing it with joy and thanksgiving. I don't know about you, but sometimes when, when, when God puts his finger on some things in your life, and you're kind of like, ah, you know, you kind of, I don't want to go there. Ah, that's too hard. And, and we kind of spit the dummy and whatever, you know, and we get really grumpy Christians. God is working in my life, we're going to be fasting and, and all this kind of stuff. We get really down. But he says that we endure this kind of stuff with thanksgiving. Paul talks always about this stuff. Even in the midst of pain, in the midst of persecution, I have this joy and I will go through it because I know that God is with me. He's empowering me. It's his plan anyway. He's going to do it in me. I can trust him that he's going to do good. So why not surrender to the thing which is going to be better for us anyway, right? It's going to be better for us anyway in the end. So why do we resist? So I suggest we say, Lord, do your thing. But let's do it with a smile on our face. You know? One last scripture or two. Two Corinthians. But as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in, in him was yes. There's, there's no no in God. Now sometimes he says no to your plans. That's not, that's not an issue, you know. But in him and his promises, his promises, there's no no. There's always yes. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who also has sealed us and given us a spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. It's amazing. It is God. It is God who establishes us. It is God who anoints us. It's God who enables us. Amen? It's all Him. Look at this in the NIV. I love this. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through Him, the amen is spoken by? It says U.S. That's us. Spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God. Say it, please. It's God. 
It's not me. <laughs> it's God. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. Can we say anything else? I mean, this is so powerful. Stand firm in Christ. See, God will establish us in the yes of Christ, in the new covenant, in the power. He will establish us in the yes, as we say amen, in the love of God, in the power of God. When we see, He will establish us in the yes of Christ, when we say amen, in everything, covenant, kingdom, everything that He has for us, all the promises of Christ will be established in Him. Romans 16 is the last one. Paul says, Now to Him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery his but now revealed make known through all the prophetic blah 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 the only way for us God is glory forever through Jesus Christ amen yes thank you for that comment Johnny establish us in the good news of Christ in the good news of Christ he wants us to be established in him in Jesus Christ in his good news in his kingdom in his life in his love in his peace in his joy everything and if we do this and if you say, yes, Holy Spirit, do this in my life, it is amazing how these promises will change us. Now, next door, the big metro uh, complex is being, it's meant to be the new QE2, but of course, the QE2 has already been opened. There's a smaller one now. But this is like the city was, I think, meant to be one of the biggest in the South Island. A big swimming complex, sports complex right next door. Right now, the foundations are being laid. You want to put a picture up about the foundations being laid? No, the, the actual picture, the photo. I sent it to you last night. Have a look. <laughs> Can you look at the email, please? Because it was sent last night. It's actually important that you see that. You know, it's amazing that what we do all the time now, we, um, 8,000, 8,000 concrete columns this, this deep have to be put around this place. 8,000, 1,400 have been done. And I'm going out of my mind here. Because the whole day in my office. Remember, right? The whole time. It's going to be still for another, I don't know how many months. Because they go all around, you know. 8,000. A strong foundation is being built here in this thing. It's absolutely powerful. But what's going to be here is an incredible building. I was going to show you. Maybe I'll do it next week. I'll show you the building that they're going to have. It's an amazing building. A complex. And it's just a prophetic picture of what God is doing in our church and in our lives. That the foundations have been built and are being built in our lives. But then construction starts to happen. And God is going to establish us. He's going to put walls on. There's going to be doors on and windows. And, and uh, in this case, water slides and basketball courts and saunas. And I mean... I know where I'll be over lunchtime. You won't find me here. you find me over there. You know? Amazing. You know? Thank you, Jesus. So that's what's happening right now. You can see all these things being drilled. Can you see all these things here? That's how long these pipes are. So they're drilling very deep and they put cement in and they pull out and the liquefaction actually comes out. All this rubbish comes out. There's this, you know, the earthquake liquefaction stuff. And then they put in the top, they put in those baskets on top, they put um, uh, stones. Stones, you hear the whole all the stones being poured the whole day, you know, in there. And very, very strong. But look what's going to be. Look what's going to be. Have you got the other one too? Come on. An amazing, amazing sports complex for New Zealand, for Christchurch and the world. Amazing. It's such a beautiful picture what God is doing in our lives. He's 
building, he's processing our lives. Remember he says what it says here, make you what you ought to be. That's where you ought to be. You're going to be this amazing guy, the God and girl that God has already established, thought of before foundation of the world. And now he's building you. He's building you and he's building me. And I can't wait to see how he's going to build me. And I'm sure that Catherine can't wait either uh, this week. How to build me. And, and I can't promise you I'm going to be like Daniel Craig, you know. But um, I will do my best, you know. Great things that God has got in store for all of us this year. To grow us, to establish us, to strengthen us in every way. Like Catherine says, we love to really be established in community. How can we do community better? Life groups, times together. The whole thing of authority, the whole thing of, of um, all kinds of stuff. Worship, whatever. And so as we come at the end, we just want to... It's really the governance of God in your life, really. And so we come actually to the communion table. We, got, we, come, we come to Jesus because actually it's all about Him. So I want to start this new year with Him. I mean, who else can you start with? It's not with you, is it? So we're going to start with Him. And we're just going to come around the table of the Lord. This is so amazing. We're going to celebrate who He is and put Him first in our lives. Amen? We put Him first in our lives. And, and we're going to invite Him to build our house. There's a beautiful scripture in, in Psalm 1. It says, or Psalm 12, I think it is. Unless the Lord builds the house, you know, the builders labor in vain. I don't want vain pursuit this year. But I want us to have deep discipleship. I want to have deep transformation. I want us to be built in Him. And there's no other way than for Him to build us. Amen? And so we're going to come around the bread. And the bread, of course, is, represents His body that was broken for us. His perfect body annihilated for us, bruised. By His stripes we were healed. And so this life of God, this beautiful exchange comes into your life. And I want, I want you to, to just to celebrate Him today. So thank you for this life that is in me. Lord, I want to become more aware of it. I want to honor you with knowing this stuff. And I want to live in this all the day of my life. And then, of course, the, 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 the juice is, of course, his, his blood through which we have this new covenant. It's such a strong covenant. It is unbreakable, unshakable. It will completely establish us in everything that we will ever be and ever do. And He has done this for us. And so we celebrate the blood. We thank you for the blood. And thank you, Lord, there's power in the blood of Jesus. And if there's issues in my life, thank you, Lord, that you will change those issues in my life. And whatever need is there, and if you go around, you say, Lord Jesus, thank you for what you're doing because there's power in the blood of Christ. There's power in your blood that has never stopped because it's the Holy Spirit who empowers this stuff. And so I take this, Lord, and this life in the bread and this life in the blood, and it changes my life and it establishes me and it strengthens me for this year. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, we really want to be rooted and established in you this year. Lord, I want to thank you personally that you are building me up. And I pray that all of us would say that, that you build me up with your life and your truth. I thank you, Lord, that you're calling me in deeper intimacy. Deep calls on to deep. I thank you, Lord, that you're working out your marvelous plan in my life marriage and family, my work, every part of my life, Lord, has the blessing and the favor of you because that's what you do. Lord, I place my first trust in you. You are the king of my heart. You are the king of my heart. And I love you so much, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen.